0: Hello everyone and welcome to Season 4, Episode 5 of What's in the Pod Hosted by me, Ben Grabia On today's episode, I'm joined by Nobody To discuss Season 4, Episode 24 of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air Papa's Got a Brand New Excuse I'm excited for this one Doing something different uh, My second solo pod And doing an episode from a TV show Why I feel this is worthy of a pod because this episode feels like a short film. This episode feels like it could be shown to no to people who have no context of the Fresh Prince at all. I've never seen an episode except for this one, and I feel like it would hit you just as hard. Um, I'm excited for this one, so here we go. How come he don't want me, man? Cue the music. hello everybody welcome to another episode of what's in the pod i'm joined by nobody and i'm going to talk some fresh prince of bel-air super excited for this one um i love doing solo pods because my takes are gonna stand what i say goes no one to banter with so um yeah so here we go i'm gonna get my basic background of the of mo- uh, the tv show sorry and then get into my, I'm going to do a little character ranking of the Fresh Prince characters and then we're going to talk about the movie or, god damn, might say that a lot. The TV episode and then keep going. Alright. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Papa's Got a Brand New Excuse, was released on May 9th, 1994. Will's father Lou shows up after 14 years and spends a lot of time with Will. Will is very pleased with this, but Uncle Phil isn't so sure. Written by Benny Mendina, Jeff Polak, and Andy Borowitz. Directed by Shelley Jensen. Starring Will Smith, James Avery, Alfonso Ribeiro, Daphne Reed, uh, Karen Parsons, Tatiana Ali, Joseph Marcel, and Ben Vereen. So, I thought I would rank the seven characters of in the family. I'm going to do a ranking of that, and then before I get into the broad questions and all that stuff that I usually do. So I'm gonna go seven through one. We go backwards. At seven, my favorite character of the TV show is Aunt Viv. It's it's really hard because uh, a lot of the characters are really lovable, and there's different times where you you know you get the episode. What what this TV show really does really well is it's about Will and Uncle Phil, and then Carlton kind of towards the end. But every episode, it's about kind of Will and someone else. Um, and I, I do really like the episodes about, like, when it's... Aunt Viv is the vocal point, with Will obviously being a part of the dialogue. That's what, you know, Will's character... He's the main character, so he's kind of a part of every dialogue... Or every um storyline, plotline, whatever you want to call it. So, and I'm going <sighs> to... Both Aunt Vivs, I would say. Like, neither one is, like above me as a seven like i don't like the first hand viv more than the second one they're kind of the same to me um my number six is hillary the thing with hillary is she's really she can be really really annoying but there's actually some really really touching moments in the whole series with her you don't really get her at all in this episode she kind of has like one line one knockout line and then she's not really in it I would say Hillary in it is in it probably the, l- other than the second Aunt Viv isn't in it very much, kind of towards the end. But then probably Hillary, but um, Hillary's still pretty gold. But she just kind of is the same joke over and over, just the stupid, the stupid one. Um, number five is Ashley. I love Ashley. I think she's a great character. I think her character really changes throughout the show, obviously, because she has the most drastic age range like she's like 11 at the start and then by the end she's graduating high school and you you really get the little sister vibes they do like a really really good job not only does will find her as her, his little sister but you know us as the audience again in this episode not in it at all um number four mm. is jeffrey man jeffrey is gold jeffrey's actually in a lot of this episode um he's the best like he's just he probably has the least amount of plot lines about him you know the least about him because he's not a part of the family but he's he's just oh like he the one-liners to do with phil you know the little episodes you'll have with you know will and carlton the, the one episode where he thinks they uh you know make him believe he wins the lottery or whatever it's 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 amazing so that's four number three is carlton i'll zoom to the last three carlton phil and will um Those are the big three of the show. It's about the three of them for the most part. Um, Carlton, again, not too much in this episode. He's in it a lot at the the start where he's kind of cringy. Like, he just has absolutely no feel to the situation. You know, they're at the Peacock, and he's just, see Uncle Lou, love you, Uncle Will, do you remember me? And all that. It's kind of like, holy shit, dude. Um, And then Phil and Will, we'll get into more, but those are the top two, Um, with Phil being number two and Will being my number one. So... That was kind of my broad um, about the TV show. Now I want to really want to hone in on just this episode. And what I mentioned at the top was this episode to me feels like a short film. That's why I believe it to be the greatest, you know, episode of this show. And I don't want to say uh, you know of all time because that's just ridiculous. There's just so many TV shows and so many obviously so many episodes. I just don't have the time to do the research on it, but it's one of the better sitcoms Excuse me, TV shows that I've ever seen. This is my favorite TV show, just to begin with. Um, And this is obviously my favorite episode. Uh, Growing up, I was introduced to this TV show by my dad, who introduced me to a lot of, you know, pop culture and movies that I've watched. And I bought, I don't know if I bought or I don't remember. I just somehow got possession of the first season on disc. And for the longest time, it wasn't on, like, Netflix or or anything. It was just... It was kind of on, uh, TBS a lot. So I would, like, watch random episodes. But I watched the first season probably, like, six times. Before I even got into the second, third, fourth, and so on. And it's funny. Now that I watch, I just skip the first... Like, the first season is the worst one. It's, like, really dark and, like, the cameras are really shit. They're... They totally change what room they're in. Um... But this show, this episode specifically, I've shown to people who have literally never seen an episode of Fresh Prince of and You show it to them to basically, here's what this show is about. Boom. Like this, like, suck you in kind of thing. And I remember I did it. There There was a group of friends of us. I was probably like 18, 19. There was like six of us. And we were sitting downstairs and we were just kind of shooting the shit, playing cards or Monopoly or, or something. And like five, I think four out of the six people in the room had never seen this episode or even seen any fresh prints. And I was like, what? Like, wait, what? I'm going to show you like some of the best acting I've ever seen in my life. And they're like, well, like you're showing a season four, episode 24. Like we're missing so much. And I'm like, no, no, no. You literally don't need to know anything. You just need... Seriously, you don't need to know any dynamic between the characters. You find it, like, pretty fast. Um, So I showed it to them. We watched it on my little laptop at the time. Super small screen. We all kind of laid down just around each other and just stared at the TV. And tears. Like, every single person was crying. I've cried every single time I've watched. I literally just watched it just before I hopped on this pod. Tears. Like... And the tears start about around the same time at every episode. It's usually, every time I watch it, it's usually the uh, To Hell With You when he screams at uh, Lou as he walks home, and then he kind of turns to Uncle Phil, and that's when he breaks. Will kind of loses it, Um, and then it makes me lose it. And I remember sitting there with the group of people, and it was like, Whoa. Like, it was just, it wasn't a buzzkill because it was like we just watched art. But it kind, of, it kind of like ruined the mood for everybody else. But um, now it's funny. So I think it was on the training day pod. So I re-released a pod on training day a couple weeks ago um, where we talked briefly about the Denzel Washington to Will Smith comparisons. And I was a little, if if you've listened to that pod and maybe you're, you got mad or something, but I... I think I made a comment saying that Will Smith can't hold a candle to Denzel. Like, not even in the same stratosphere. Like, like just nowhere close. And I kind of, like, took a little shot at Will Smith. I don't want to retract that comment. Because I still believe that Denzel is, like, upper echelon of actors. And Will Smith isn't quite there. But I, I was a little harsh. Not, I knew after the episode that I was being harsh but I I wanted just to hash it out Will Smith is a really interesting actor to me Fresh Prince is the first thing he ever did and people were really skeptical that they were you were getting this rapper to star in a TV show it would be like basically if you know I don't know CBC was like yo let's start a show with Drake as the main character seriously and let's go People were like, what? Drake, like or Will Smith, like this guy's a rapper. This guy can't act. And if you watch the first season, which is why it's really bad, Will Smith is not great in it. He's doing a lot of he's saying other people's lines, like he's melting other people's lines before he goes on to say his. And he really grows and grows. And this was kinda there's some what I love about the show is there's you know, they sprinkle in a lot of serious episodes. But this was the first episode series where like holy shit this guy can act and yeah like he was doing such a good job of just straight playing himself and then this was like whoa like this was upper echelon like this is top tier sitcom acting we're talking about and my biggest knock on Will has been and kind of always will be was he just has he does too much content and he releases too much garbage like He's one movie, one good movie for every five bombs. Like, like just bombs of movies. Like, um, I can't think of like them off the top of my head, but there's just he's been in some really good movies. Might win the Oscar this year, actually, for playing King Richard. That's the first movie that I've really liked him in recently in probably five years. Um, If you haven't seen King Richard, he plays uh, Serena Venus Williams' father. And it's really, really good, and he's he's amazing, and and that's just what, he, and then he can just do be Muhammad Ali. He can, he can do it. He just doesn't sometimes, and he kind of chases the money and chases the blockbusters that. He's he's an A plus act, like he's an A plus lister. Be, what I mean by that is, if he's in a movie and he's the front character of a movie, you're making money. You look at Aladdin; he's playing the genie. Obviously, Disney's going to make a lot of money just for being Disney, but you know Will Smith's a part of that as well. So. um still agree with my take that he, he's not in the same realm as Denzel, but I want to retract how harsh I was. And I just wanted to say I do think Will Smith is a great actor and he's made some great stuff and I think he's got some left in the tank. He's going to make some more good stuff and he's probably going to win an Oscar uh, this year for King Richard. So I've kind of talked about how this is a short film to me, um and what do I mean by that is you meet so to start the the episode, you meet Lou right away, and you can right away feel will's animosity and anxiety towards his dad, and when he goes up to Carlton after they make the joke about you know it might be a police, you run or whatever, and he goes up to Carlton and says. Well, that's my father and it's just like it's just dead silent like it just cuts to the opening credits um this show like 98 percent of the episode if will had made a comment like that carlton would have cracked a joke laugh track we move on oh i, w- I would have been really curious to see what it would have been like watching this in the middle like in 1994, like when you're kind of went back in the day when if you wanted to watch an episode, you had to to come out Sunday night. You have to watch it at Sunday night. You're not going to see it for a while kind of thing. And then it kind of moves on and you kind of you quickly, there's a couple scenes where, okay, we find the dynamic between Lou and Will. We find the dynamic between Will and Uncle Phil. We find the dynamic between Lou and Uncle Phil and Viv. And then they wrap it up really nicely with a really common theme of, you know, fathers abandoning their childs. Unfortunately, that happens a lot. And then it wraps up in a cheer jerking cl- cliffhanger kind of like the last line of the episode is, How come he don't want me, man? Pans in on like the. It looks like a, a monkey holding a, a, a little monkey that Will has bought for his dad. And then music credits boom and in every episode they always play like the bloopers that when they were filming but this one just doesn't they don't want to take you out of this the moment it's beautiful it would have been really interesting to have just had this as a short film and not like if someone had come up with a, this idea before and made a 25 or whatever 22 minute episode Would really interesting um yeah those are kind of my broad things Um, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to hop into the categories. All right, we're back with category one Mount Rushmore, where I give my top four scenes and then I decide who wins it because there's no one else here to argue with me. (laughs) I actually thought that this I would have to change this category a little bit and get like a top 2 maybe 3 but I got to 4. I got to 4 scenes that are like specific scenes, like actual different places like cut to a different scene like which was really cool. So my first one is the opening credits like the theme song. Now, it's probably a stretch but it doesn't matter. This is my pod. It's one of the great theme songs ever everyone knows it word for word it's the same at every single episode and i never i usually am a big skip the theme song in a tv show kind of guy or really enjoy like a a tv show like new girl where it's like a two second theme song like we just let's just go fresh prince is like a full blown out song almost little mini story of his life before and then we just get right into the episode but no, I like I. It's it's a scene to me. It's like a legit scene to me. So um, that's number one. My second one is the Will and Phil. You're not my father. Scene. Um, shout out the Flintstones pullover that Will's rocking. I'll get into it, but the, just the '90s style and specifically Will's is outrageously awesome. Uh, a really good scene. I just really, it's fast. Like it's, it's talk, 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 yell, 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 slam door gone. It's like, whoa, 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 what just happened? And it's, I like that it's about, it's about halfway through the episode. It's about 10 minutes in. And it's, you feel that, you feel that like if, so I guess one thing about, um, You know, if you've seen the show, you're like watching the show up until this episode is that Will and Uncle Phil obviously have this really funny dynamic that Uncle Phil like just hates him and is always on his case. And Will's just trying everything he can to make Uncle Phil mad, basically. But you can really feel that Uncle that really hurt. That's probably like the most hurt he's ever, someone's ever, like the most gut-wrenching thing someone's ever said to him. You can really feel it on that scene. So really, really good scene. And then I love the pool health scene. So Phil comes in to, I guess, apologize to Will that he took it too far. Not what he said, which I think is super powerful. Like that one line where Will, you know, says sorry and and whatever. And um, Uncle Phil basically says, well, I, I meant what I said. Like I, I'm not backing down on that, but I, I'm sorry that I kind of took it too far. I thought that was really really powerful. And then they hug really um, like it's like a it's not like a bro hug, like a quick. It's like just really awkward and definitely really tense. Like it's it's good. It sets up the last hug of the of the episode really really nicely. And then the last one obviously is the the end scene. The scene you can kind of break it up. I could have broken it up into the Will or, sorry, Uncle Phil and Lou fighting, um, which is really good, and then the Phil and Will, the end. But I put them as one because because I can. The Phil and Lou thing is really cool. The, you know, Phil basically like, you know, I didn't run out of my family. You're you're a piece of shit, and Lou's talking about He mentions this a couple times, but he feels – quote trapped and he runs like it's just it's a ridiculous thing for lou to say and, and uncle phil is as terrifying as he's ever been and you're kind of like rooting for it and then obviously the last scene the last sorry the little moment with uh, will's monologue and uncle phil just does it beautiful he just stands there he says like a couple things where he just kind of interjects um it's beautiful beautiful acting by the two of them phil is just powerful and he's not even really saying anything um and then the last hug, heart wrenching, just just pulls on your heart. So I think the la- I think the best scene is the end scene with uh you know I really like that pool house scene. It's really quick, probably like a forty five minute scene, second scene. But I I like the end end credit end scene. Sorry, uh, category two is what still works. You don't see it too much in this episode. It's the one episode where it's pretty tame. But just Will's charisma throughout the whole show. Um, he has a he has a couple lines where he you know does his normal thing, and I like think there's the or uh, he backhands Carlton about the head at the in the first in the Peacock or whatever. Um, but yeah, you had to shout out the charisma. Uh, opening credits mention that it's great. It's it's classic. Everyone knows it word for word. I remember we used to do mic checks when I was in. Uh, doing some musical theater shows, and we would, you know, you go out there for your mic check, and you basically have like a two-minute conversation with the mic lady who's adjusting your mic just to make sure that everything's working for the show at night. And I, I had a cast member who would just sing this song like every time. He would just stand there and sing the song and then walk away, and that was his mic check. The Will Carleton dynamic uh, is awesome. Um, you see it at the very start of this episode. Again, this is more of a whole show thing. It's more you see a lot more of the Will Uncle Phil dynamic at its rawest, at its most vulnerable, which is probably more what still works for this episode. Um, how much this episode stands out in like an amazing show? Six seasons, about twenty four to twenty five ep- depending on the season episode. So you do the math. That's that's a lot, and this is by far the best episode. It has the most the highest IMDb score. I think it's 9.7 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is unheard of for this show. It's mostly like this show is kind of a 7.9. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't like live and die by the IMDb ratings, but still. This episode is anytime someone asks me about Fresh Prince, what's your favorite episode? I always revert to this one. It's the best episode. It's my favorite too. And that's not always the case. A lot. What I think the best movie of all time is different than what I think the my favorite movie is all time. But this show, my favorite episode and the best episode, is this episode. It, it it's hard to do to stand out in a in a show like this, but it does its job. I mentioned this kind of earlier in Mount Rushmore, but just the '90s style, like just the clothing choices that Will has, or more, more Will. In every episode, this episode too, like he's wearing that. They're at, like, that fake carnival or whatever. And he's wearing that hat with, like, the little spinny on the top. Like, he rocks the Flintstone sweater. He rocks kind of the open blazer with the white at the end. And then there's that... It's in the background, but there's... When Carlton finds out that Will's moving out and he's, you know, tape measuring the the room and he's putting his Michael Bolton poster up and whatnot. He, like, flicks off. He starts to flick off the hats. And there's probably, like, 30 around the room. Will Smith... Rocks the style. Rocks the hats. Good for him. The Peacock. The restaurant that Will and Carlton work at is an amazing, amazing... It looks so cool. Like, I would love to have worked at, like, a university cafe. Um, with think, obviously, your best friend would have been pretty cool. And then the Jeffrey jokes about Phil. That's a reoccurring thing around the, uh, the show. And then in this episode, they don't shy away from it, too. Um... The 911, I remember there's that little moment where Uncle Phil's like, I'm not in the mood to eat or something. And then he comes, Uncle Jeffrey comes out of nowhere. Should I call 911? It's great. But I think what still works in this episode would be the Will and Phil dynamic. That's probably the best um, thing about this episode. Category three is cringe moments. I got two. <sighs> The like I'm just not a fan of the laugh track and I have to I've always ripped on it, like with friends and how I met your mother and a couple other shows that I, I like don't really like. So I have to stay true to it. I can't this uh, this show has the laugh track and it it's kind of annoying. I wish it didn't. I wish I could just laugh when I wanna laugh. You know, that's why I like New Girls. Like, I don't I just laugh when I wanna laugh. That's what it's interesting that you know, Fresh Prince really holds up where friends and how much your mother maybe aren't gonna hold up as long as like, I think this is better. Um, I just I just wish I could take out the laugh track. It just makes me I just hate it. Every time I hear it, I just I'm like oh frick! Like I just want to laugh when I want to laugh. Um, and then fatherhood like Lube Lou, Lou is just He is a great actor. He's doing such a good job in this because you just hate him. I, I there's never there was never even I remember watching it the first time. There was never a moment where I believed him. I was like, "Will, no, man, no, no, no! Don't, don't believe him. He's a scum. Um, it's terrible. Like, it's just, I would never wish that upon anyone. Like, a father to do that to them. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty tough. Pretty tough to watch when you really think about it." Our right, category four is who is the most dateable person and why. It's not Lou. It's not Ashley. It's not Hillary. It's not Jeffrey. Not Uncle. F- not Carlton. Will, will you? Will ends up, you know, he's like the whole. He's kind of a playboy, kind of the whole uh, show, and he kind of ends up dating this one girl for a while. Um, I'd probably have to say Aunt Viv. I would say like Aunt Viv's just the most dateable character in the whole show. I would have to say like she's a great mom. She's a great aunt to Will too. She's she's Will's favorite in the fan. Like I think other than Carlton, Will sees like can go to Aunt Viv for the most um for his problems the most so I would say anphips were the most dateable character and she obviously puts up with uncle Phil so good for her category five is what's up with that where we talk about plot holes or any questions I have about the episode so why does he come back why does Lou so there's the obvious choice like he kind of talks about I was just in town I called your mother I thought you know what I'm gonna try to make you know, my life, you know, you know, change my life a little bit and I want you in my life and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But you see through that, so... And obviously, he leaves at the end. And he... You have to think that he knows he's going to leave at the end. So why does he come back? Like, why does he wake up in the morning and be like, hmm, I'm going to make my son's life miserable. That's what I'm going to do today. I Like, I, I, I just cannot... I just can't see anyone doing that, and I've always wondered, like, why does, okay, why does he really, really come back? There's, obviously, they talk about why, but I, I I think it's, I think he's just a horrible person. I think he legit woke up in the morning, and Lou was like, you know what, I'm going to make Will's life terrible. I'm going just to make an appearance, and just fuck with him, and then leave. It's so shitty that you even think that, but I think it's true. I think that's what Lou would do. Which AntViv is better? Um, The first AntViv or the second AntViv? And the whole beef of the AntViv was kind of hashed out in the reunion movie, I guess, special they released about a year ago. um, Which was basically that Will and the first AntViv didn't get along. And the first AntViv was basically like, it's the Will Smith show. I want more screen time. And it's kind of like, well, it is about Will Smith. So, no. (laughs) She left so. Uh, I like this. <sighs> it's tough because. The second Aunt Viv is really not in it that much. There's episodes where she's just not even in it. I'd have to say her though. I just like her presence a lot more. I like that Aunt Viv is in it less. I think it makes for a better show. I think it makes for a better Aunt Viv dynamic with everyone else. That she's actually in it less. More The more is less kind of thing. Um, so I'd have to go with the first Aunt Viv. With this. Sorry, with the second Aunt Viv. But with the first Aunt Viv, it's kind of people talk about, you know, nostalgia. She has a couple really, really good episodes. She's she's kinda more like she has more like like oomph to her. Like kind of like just more like like witty, I guess. More more just she's angry a little bit more. She's more of an angry Aunt Viv, like gets on Will a little bit more than the second Aunt Viv, who's more calming and sees through Will's flaws as like a high school guy kind of college kid and stuff like that so i'd have to go with second Viv, but i really wouldn't i could see the fir- uh, first first Viv's argument and then <laughs> lose form as a bat like how he shoots he says he was like an all-american pro and i think it's actually really really smart writing is that he He's a frequent liar. So he tells Will that he was all-American point guard or something. And it's like, oh, cool. You don't believe me. Watch me shoot. And then he shoots from, like, his chest with two hands. And it's like, oh. But Will sees through it. But as an audience, you're like, okay. That's a really, really good piece of writing to be like, we're going to tell the audience that he's lying to Will. And we're going to enhance it even more that Will is going to be so naive to it. Um, So, yeah. Category 6 is Freaks and Geeks, where we completely nerd out with camera angles, weird quirks about the movie, etc. etc. Ben Vereen, who played Lou, stated in an interview that he broke into tears himself after walking out the camera shot to leave Will. Vereen, a father himself, couldn't imagine doing that to his children. This is the highest rated episode of the series. Will Smith considers it the most emotional episode because of his feelings about his father, both on the show and and in reality his real life father was there for him growing up despite being separated from his mother but many of his friends never knew their fathers and his emotions in the final scene came from thinking of all of his friends who never had a father in their lives his hug with james avery was known to be a hug from man to man and not them being in character And Lawrence Fishburne was offered the role of Lou, but producers felt his demeanor was too laid back for the part, and then it was later offered to Ben Vereen. Interesting. Lawrence, it was that? That must have been before, like, The Matrix and stuff like that. That would have been really interesting to see Lawrence Fishburne in this. Yeah. Lawrence, too laid back. I feel like he's too, like, he's almost overpowering Uncle Phil. Like, he's a, what I love about the Phil and Lou dynamic is Phil is just Obviously, he's a monster of a man, and that really works into his character, but he's way bigger than Lou. Like, Lil, Lou is tiny, and I think Lawrence Fishburne's a pretty big dude. Would have been weird, would not have enjoyed it. I agree with this brand. I don't even know Ben Vereen, what else he's been in, but he's good as as uh, as Lou. Um, Category 7 is the Brad Pitt Award for the best quote. I got a couple here. <laughs> Hillary uh, looks at Lou and says, oh, come on. Will's dad is a deadbeat who left Will and his mom flat. The, no, I meant what I said line from Uncle Phil and Will goes, you were not my father. And then here's Will's monologue. I'm going to just read the whole thing and try not to cry. So here we go. Why should I be mad? At least he said goodbye this time. I just wish I hadn't wasted my money buying this stupid present. Hey, you know what? We ain't here to do nothing, you know? Ain't like I'm still five years old, you know? Ain't like I'm going to be sitting up every night asking my mom, when's daddy coming home, you know? Who needs him? Hey, he wasn't there to teach me how to shoot my first basket, but I learned, didn't I? And I got pretty damn good at it too, didn't I, Uncle Phil? Got through my first date without him. I learned how to drive. I learned how to shave. I learned how to fight without him. I had 14 great birthdays without him. He never sent me a damn card. To hell with him! I need him then, and I don't need him now. No, you know what, Uncle Phil? I'm going to get through college without him. I'm going to get me a great job without him. I'm going to marry me a beautiful honey. I'm going to have a whole bunch of kids and be a father than he ever was. And I'm sure as hell don't need him for that because there ain't a damn thing he could ever teach me about how to love my kids. How come he don't want me, man? Powerful stuff. I am not clearly as good of an actor as Will Smith and I did not tear up. I don't know if that's good for me or just not being a good actor. I'm not sure. Um, but one of the great monologues in TV history and any history would would be a great monologue to audition for to show some range if anyone's out there looking for some audition pieces for some acting or some screen testing or anything like that. Try this one. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to come back for Category 8, The Blind Pig Award. All right, I'm back with category 8, the blind pig award for the character you want to hang out with for one night and one night only. Uh one answer here. It's Hillary. Hillary is a is beautiful. So there's that. She has clearly a lot of money and even in this episode there's she just Daddy, can I have some money? And she's like, "Take whatever card you want." So we would have a good time, and then Hillary would just, you know, hopefully pay for lots of stuff. You go out crazy night, but then she would definitely ghost you. So she would do it for you. So, but I don't even want to hang out with her for one. Another. Like she's so, I like guess, like if I'm not, like let's say I'm just a random guy, like I'm just me as a date. Like she would just be so... I just couldn't do it. She'd just be so annoying. And be so hard to talk to. And just frankly not quite that smart. So, it's her. There's no one really else. I'd want to hang out with a lot more characters for more than like one night and hang out and get to know them and all that stuff. Category 9 is the Al Pacino Award for overacting! It's really... I, I, it's nobody, but if I had to, it's kind of Carlton at the, st- at the start where he just has no feel like he's just making these jokes where it's like clearly serious that like clearly will is rattled but i'm not really sure it's alfonso Ribeiro. it's more of that the character so i'm gonna be pretty lenient there so i'm not gonna give an al pacino award for this for this uh episode i usually do i love this episode i love to find sorry i love this category i love to find people who are out there al Pacinoing it up like Maybe I'll just let's just turn this into right now. What if Al Pacino was what if Al Pacino was Lou? Think about. I guess it wouldn't work because he's white, but <laughs> wow. Okay, yeah, never mind. What if Al Pacino was uh uh like you know what that they're, they're at the they're at the carnival and you know those that that dad with the kid on his shoulders or whatever, and it's actually Pacino and some kid and he's just like hey. How's he, uh, uh! <laughs> He's just like, this is my son. It's like, okay, man, chill. But, yeah, I guess Uncle, yeah, I can't believe I thought Al Pacino could play Lou. I didn't really think about that. But, yeah, no Al Pacino award for this movie, for this uh, episode. Category 10 is the McLovin Award for the actor or actress who never misses in limited screen time under 15, 20 minutes or so. The thing with this uh, TV show is that this episode is 22 minutes long. So, I guess everybody falls into that category. But I'm going to go... So, I'm going to change this to, like, five minutes of screen time. Even under. So, I'm just going to go Jeffrey. Jeffrey is awesome in this episode. He's kind of the fourth person this episode, I think, with the most, the most quality of lines, I guess. And I love a good Jeffrey cameo. He's probably in it four minutes an episode, every episode, other than his, like... The episode's like about him or whatever. And he's always, never misses. He's always freaking awesome. So I'm going to give this to Jeffrey. Cheated a little bit, but, you know, it's my show. I don't see anyone around here to argue me. Category 11 is the Brooks Hatlin Award for how much jail time for somebody who hasn't seen this episode. Okay? So, I, uh, I, I was really bouncing around because the show and the episode thing is different to me. But since we're talking about the episode and not the series as a whole, I'm gonna say 20 years in the clink with ProBage. Like if you go into the clink and you do a good job and you like, you know, you behave yourself, you don't get in any trouble, you you do what people tell you, you can get out in like 10 years. It's like bare minimum 10. But if you do you're being an asshole or you just aren't doing doing your thing in jail and you are 20 and then you're out. Like like I said, this episode's a sh- it's episodes 22 minutes long. It's all like you're going to be like, "Oh god, I got to watch a 3-hour movie about this nonsense guy with daddy issues." Like, "No, it's just 22 minutes long. Take the time or do 20 years in jail. Be my guest. I don't really care." Category 12 is scenes you wish you saw. I had a, I had one written down, but I kind of like it more as an elevator pitch, so I'm going to just leave that. I would love just, there's that bit where Viv's like, are you going to hit him? Because I don't want to miss that. Like, I would love Phil just to actually just freaking clock him. But then he would probably die, and then he wouldn't get the last. <laughs> <laughs> what an alternate ending. Phil goes up, clocks Lou, he dies, and then Will's like, oh, shit, my dad died. Like, I hate you, Uncle Phil. <laughs> and then we don't get the powerful, but, yeah. I think it would have been awesome to see Phil just, you never really see Phil throw hands. And I feel like Phil is, Will Smith isn't short, and there's he kind of eye to eye. Well, F- James Avery is an actor who's probably like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, Rest in peace, James Avery. But I would have loved, either like just whack, just, just kill him. That would have been awesome. Category thirteen is my elevator pitch, where I pitch a prequel or a sequel. So there actually is a spin-off show now called Bel Air on HBO. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna like you know tell you to go watch it because I haven't really watched it myself. But I have been hearing from some really reliable sources, friends of mine who are diehard Fresh Prince fans like myself. Who actually say it's quite good. Uh, I'm having a hard time thinking that it could be good. Because it's it's like basically the same show. I would have loved to have had like a basically Will is in the Uncle Phil role and he has a nephew. Or he sends his kid. I heard my friend said one time like what about a show where he sends his kid from Bel Air to Philly. like toughen up kind of thing. And he goes and live with somebody. But anyway that's not my pitch. My pitch is like a spinoff of like actually this episode. So they put this episode. Into the show. So they basically you know. If this is episode 24. Episode 25 is like part 2. And it's just a flashback episode. Of Will. As a young boy. And maybe the episode is Will. Talking to. I don't know doesn't will doesn't seem like they kind of got to go to a therapist but talking to i don't know carlton or uh or like aunt viv and uncle phil or, or somebody and talking and basically narrating a flashback episode of what it was like to you know go up when's mommy come when's daddy coming home to his mom and all that stuff i think that have been really really interesting really really cool you know they didn't do it can't really do it now because it just wouldn't work um, category 14 is would you watch this as a Broadway musical no but I think it would be a really really good like play like like little sketch if you know you're in a a theater group or, or not a theater group sorry you're like in an acting class at university or something like that I think it would be like really really cool to do this as like a final project you maybe have to tighten it up a little bit um, like, make it 15 minutes instead of 22, but I guess, no, you take out, so you take out the opening credits, so that's, you know, that's two minutes, yeah, you can shave it off a bit, and you could really do everything, Um, the carnival scene, you have to do a little scene change, but other than that, you could really do anything, you could not really have a big set change and and everything, that'd be really, really cool, I think that'd be really interesting to do. Um but as a musical, no, nah, it's a 22 minute musical of them singing about how he hates his father or something at the end. How come he don't want me man? <laughs> That's the final song is How Come He Don't Want Me Man, and he just starts singing. <laughs> uh category fifteen is Schindler's list to super bad rewatchability scale. Since I'm not a just watch random episodes of a show just on my spare time. I'd have to put it in the middle. Like it's at like a six. And the only thing holding it back from being like an eight, nine would be that it's, you know, in the middle of a TV show. And I, with this show, I like to, when I go on, I've probably watched it, you know, front and back five times. I started season, I skipped season one. I started season two and I just go. And, and then when I get to it, I get to the episode and I love it and cry, and you know, we move on with our lives. But it's, it's, it, yeah, I, maybe a seven because I've watched it actually a few times on its own to show it to people or whatever. And it's, it's a really good, uh, if you just want to just a quick, quick little cry, um, 22 minutes and if, you, know, you feel it coming, and then it's like, don't cry, don't cry. And then every time it's tears, no matter what, literally. How many times I've sat on my couch being watching them, and be like, "Don't cry, don't cry, don't cry," like it's a, an Olympic event, and then I just cry. It's insane. Um, category sixteen and the last category is the MVP of the movie, whether that be an actor, an actress, director, screenplay writer, cinematography, whatever. Here are my three nominees: Will Smith. Uh, James Avery or Shelly Jensen. So um the the Shelly Jensen case would be you know, she's the director of this episode. I'm assuming the thing with sitcoms is that you always get like fifty directors for like the whole series, so you get like lots of different looks and stuff, but it's basically the same kind of vibe and, and whatever. But the thing with I think if I were to make a case for her, I don't think she's winning. But I think she deserves like a like a vote or, or whatever. Um, I just think that she makes this episode stand out in a show that is a lot of comedy. Like 95% of the show is just stupid kind of humor. Um nothing too serious um stuff like that but um she does a really good job this episode I don't think she's winning but she I think she deserves like a vote or whatever my Uncle Phil case or James Avery case would be that um he's subtle in this and you really find like subtle like what I mean is the few words he says at the pool house the few words he says kind of after he blows up the when you know the show dynamic and he's never on Will's side really he's always like him and Will are butting heads or whatever that's like part of what makes this show really great is their relationship and, and whatever but he's awesome this episode and he's one of the best actors I've ever seen in a sitcom and he's one of the great fathers in sit- which a lot of sitcoms and TV shows have like fathers and dads and he's amazing and but it's Will. And it's not Will. I think Avery wins if not for the last monologue. That's where he takes it. Like the first eight, 19 minutes, they're shot for shot. They're like going at it. They're like typical MVP race. They're going, going. And then at the very end, Will's like, all right, I got it now. Like I'm the main character of the show. I have the final monologue. Here we go. And word of the street was that he improvised it, and I, I read that actually on on uh, IMDB earlier today, and I didn't put it in my notes because I don't know if I believe it. I just, I just don't believe that he just did that in one take, basically, and was like, I just improvised this. I believe that he maybe wrote a little bit and rewrote some stuff. But I don't know. But anyways, whatever he did, it was amazing, and I think he wins with that last monologue. So yeah, I'm going to give the MVP to Will. James Avery is right there into the final the final 2 minutes of the episode. So, I did my first TV show episode. Um I th- I think I might do this every now and then, like more of like a special, like not doing this every season kind of thing, like every couple seasons, break down a really good episode from a TV show that's essentially I want to do more of like, it's like more of like a short movie. Like you take it out of the show and how good is it on its own? That's what makes this this episode really, really good, really memorable, all that stuff. Um, so yeah, we're back next week with normal movies, with normal guests, and we broke down this movie. I'm gonna leave you with a quote for this, and then we'll see you next week. So here we go. Whoa! He just stole that guy's pizza. Take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs> You're still here? It's over. Go to bed. Go to work. Go. I'll be here next week. Go. Bye.